You're going to remember this every day for the rest of your life. If you want to get to a goal, if you want to get to your dream, you got to focus on all the little steps. You have to put in your time. You have to be patient and you have to enjoy the process. Whatever you're doing now, whatever you want to be great at, whatever you want to be special at, I'm sure you you maybe already be good at it, but to be extraordinary, you have to do extra. I firmly believe that we are all here for a very specific reason to do something truly extraordinary. But what are you going to do to get there? Welcome to another great episode of The Magnum Method. We've been on a bit of a hiatus, but today's guest is the perfect person to get you right back on track. Jen Wiederstrom, most widely known for her role as a personal trainer on the NBC hit show, The Biggest Loser, and also author of the bestseller, Diet Right for Your Personality Type, joins us on The Magnum Method for another unforgettable conversation. We strive to bring you great content from one of the most well-respected and knowledgeable professionals in a wide variety of professions, and Jen is at the top of the charts. Tune in as Jen discusses how a healthy lifestyle can not only benefit you physically, but more importantly, mentally. And of course, she gives you some great insight to her work on The Biggest Loser. As always, we want to remind you that today's episode of The Megna Method is brought to you by No Foods. Be sure to visit nofoods.com, that's K-N-O-W foods.com, and use the code MEGNA10, that's M-E-G-N-A-1-0, to get 10% off your order. Now on to The Megna Method featuring Jen Wiederstrom. Tell us what's up, what's going on, why are you so busy? I know I know everything that you do that's publicized, but tell us the stuff that we don't know. Oh, oh gosh, my good question. I know, question. I know, I know. Um, you're like, yeah, I have a podcast for a reason. I think I've been spending a lot of my time, as you said, like things that are publicized, you know, whether it's television shows or different events. But there's this, un- this underlying theme that there's like more I want to do, and I think I've been kind of stuck on sets and not working with people. Um, coaching is by far my first love and I miss it. You know, my, my, my favorite part of human connection is the human part. And a lot of, a lot of what's been going on, I think I would say in the last, I don't know, you could probably agree or disagree with me. I would say last few years though, is we've had this really big push through social media and, isn't it wonderful that we're able to connect from all these distances and I can see, you know, I can spend time with my cousins in Queens or I can see my friends that are in South Africa posting on their Instagram. But in a way, we're so connected, but I've never felt more disconnected from people. And I think there's this feeling of that. And we're at a point now where we have so many Instagram trainers that we really need our coaches back, the people that are really great at looking people in the eye and working with them through what they're going through. And it's more than sets and reps. You know, I, I've said it from biggest lizard days, and I'll say it still. You know, if you're working out for the waistline, you're never going to make it. Yeah. And I think that there's so much more behind. That I mean, there are far better programmers than me out there for sure. But it, it, the, the, no one, no one gets to the sets and reps until I get to the other stuff first. And that's, I think, when you ask me what's going on that no one knows about, like that's when I'm getting back to. I'm building my own documentary. I'm, I'm, I'm having harder conversations with peers like you today, you know, mm. about where we at as a fitness industry. Um, I, I mean, I think we're in crisis a little bit. Yeah. I think that at some point, some people have been forgetting that we are a service industry. We are here to provide support Ooh, tools yes. and community. And it's just like somehow it's be, it's becoming about me, the trainer versus the people that deserve our support and deserve our help. And to me as a fitness professional, it's my responsibility to provide it. So I, I know you asked one question and I gave you a five minute answer, but that's just no, the way no, it I, might no, have to great. go. <laughs> no, it's great. And I really appreciate it. Uh, everything you hit on, uh, you know, we're, we're like-minded and, um, I'll just say I met Jen, uh, I guess formally at, um, at the Summer Strong last year, she was uh, doing a presentation with Gunnar Peterson. Just out of curiosity, how did you connect with Gunnar? Because he's a great person. He was very nice to me. Um, oh, how did you guys connect? Gunnar, what are you, you know, I saw what the first, his name is John. It was his name years is what? ago. John Singola is the guy that connected us. Oh, okay. And okay. John is a guy bartending in Chicago, and like I was on the Stairmaster sweating out last night, like drunk escapade. You know, and he was working with Awesome Nutrition, and they were doing a test shoot. He's like, "You got a great look. You should like come do this." And I was like, "Ah, what a creep!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. hey. And he left his card up on desk, and and um, 
at my export fitness that I was working on at, and I called John and had a great conversation about the fitness industry and all these things, and I had done sports, but had never really done coaching or fitness modeling or training, and he was the first man that ever gave me an opportunity in the business, and John today is still one of my best and nearest and dearest friends and mentors, and uh, along the way to your question, he's introduced me to all the really terrific people in the business, and about... I want to say six or seven years ago, he introduced me to Gunner because Gunner was doing this like 15 and lean, some random like kind of douchey program and he needed like a fitness model. And John's like, this is great. You live in LA now. Gunner needs a person. Perfect. And Gunner and I, I mean, and Mark, you've met him. The sarcasm yeah. starts from jump. Yeah. You got to be witty. You got to hold your own. <laughs> you got to be able to take a hit. And like Gunner and I just really got along quickly. And we had a great working relationship. And then we had a couple lunches and a couple tequilas. And, the, you know, the deal was sealed. And we've been remaining great friends ever since. But I will tell you, a lot of that is because we've had a mutual respect that has only continued to grow. You know, over time, people show you who they are. And oh, yeah. has driven to be one of, not only the best trainers, and, like, I, I look up to him, I ask him for advice with clients, and I, I, I really appreciate his work ethic, um, but I like him as a human being. He's a great dude, yeah. you know, and that's also really, not easy to come by. Really great dude. Last year at Summer Strong, I was thinking, I walked over to Bert, and I said, Bert, hey, can I come in really early? And he said, well, Mark, that's that to, this is the night we have the big party, and I, and I I don't know why, I just, I didn't go to the party, long story, whatever. So the next day I was going to come yeah, in Yeah, by train. the way, lame, get yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, it was, I, I mean, I needed to be there, but I was running around, I was working on some things on the road, I'd take some time to work in the room, but I should have allotted that time, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. Anyway, the next day I figured no one would be in the gym early, Gunner was in the gym early, and I was so jealous, oh, yeah. I was like, oh man, that's so messed up, he's there and I'm not. <laughs> And then I walked over to him and I said, I introduced myself and uh, he was so nice. And um, oh, he yeah. just, he's, he's thrown me clients uh, in Miami Beach. He's reached out uh, a lot of nice, nice gestures. He's a good dude, man. And uh, as you know, it's hard to find in this industry. But, you know, I'm fortunate as you. Uh, there's a lot of really good people that I've been fortunate to connect with. So I just wanted to say oh, yeah. one thing. Speaking we'll, of- go, please, please, please. Oh, I just want to know, are you going to Summer Strong this year? I was going, but my dear friend is getting married that weekend, so I can't go, and I'm so sad. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's a good excuse. That's a I good know. one. That's gonna, that might be even more fun than Summer Strong, which is saying a lot. Yeah. Um, okay, because Gunnar and I are presenting again. I know. And man. we have a whole other take. Oh, yeah, it's going to be bananas in a good way. Okay, well, 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 sure, we'll connect on that. So, But you were starting to say something as uh, well. Regarding the social media, um, you know, there's so many great spots on social media, great things, uh, excuse me, uh, regarding social media. And I love it, as you said, because I connect with people from, you know, different cities all over the country, all over the world. I think it's positive, but you were so spot on, man. The problem is a lot of people, look, I think if you could make it, someone said this to me yesterday, Jenna, and I was like, dude, that's a problem. And I said, this person is portraying themselves as an absolute expert in this, whatever it was. And I mm-hmm. said, are they an expert? I said, do they have a team that they've, you know, worked on this and they forged this? And he said, what does that matter? And he meant it. Mm. He meant it. And he was, he had a point. He was, he was like, look, I'm, it matters to me, but according to everyone else, it doesn't matter. And you can capitalize on it regardless yeah, but- of your acumen. And I was thinking, yeah, but what happens when you're outed and people find out you don't know anything? You know? Yeah, so here's a, there's two perspectives and uh, that are on wildly different ends of the spectrum, and yet I agree with both of them. So here's here's my best way to explain it. There are a lot of people on social media right now that are literally making up movements that are ineffective, dangerous, they're injury prone, and I'm like, I'm glad your sports bra and fucking tights match. I hope my mom say fuck on this. Yeah, I've just said it twice. Her, of course. <laughs> I'm gl- okay. I'm glad that happens, and you're gorgeous. Or you're you're lifting this weight or whatever you're doing, dude. But it doesn't make sense, and it's not real, and you're not giving people real coaching. And to me, just because they've got four times the followers, does not make me less valuable. Okay. Now the other side of that is if 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 a chick is going to post this like hot butt picture, let's just you know, there's there's, a, there's t- tons of girls out there. There's the body shots. 
I could care less what she knows. If it gets one person to want to go walk after lunch or considering drinking less soda that day, then I'm all for it. Because the greater issue, it's like, I don't want to be compared and contrasted. I don't want the field to be diluted of coaches and people that know what they're doing. Because there's no reason that people have these millions of followers. By the way, uh, newsflash, if you're a chick, they're mostly dudes like looking at not your workouts. I'll right. say that. Right. Okay. And that's fine. And like, but it doesn't make them more valuable or less valuable to me. But if there's one person, like I guess, that gets up and moves because of it, I'm on board. Sure. That's great because there's this weird thing that's going on, Mark. It's just like this weird scarcity thing. Like there's not going to be enough. Like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to tag this girl in my post because I don't want her followers to go to her, you know, mm -hmm. instead of following me or by her program instead of mine. That's my money. Those are my followers. It's like there are, we're approaching 8 billion people on this planet. Everybody needs support. We need to come together. No, right. Anyway, it's no surprise that this last weekend, Infinity War, like I'm a, I'm a huge Marvel fan. Oh, yeah, I saw your post, by the way. Thing, I, I saw your post. Yeah, hilarious, it's hilarious, so funny. <laughs> but there's highest grossing ever film ever in domestic history because all the superheroes came together. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's a microcosm for what I'm trying to do because the reality is it's not mine versus yours. It's not you versus them. It's not, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, and I do. Why don't we all just lean in and come together as an industry and that we can provide a really great service for people? Because if you, I, I got to tell you what, I used to get annoyed when I saw certain people, like their, their social media blew up, and when they had nothing and were no one and were crying up on a person that broke up with them, I was there for them. When I had more followers than me and they don't return my text, that's where I have the problem. I don't motivate people however you need to, but do not do that for a second. You are more than me. We are all here working together. And that is like, I'm kind of like, I'm really passionate, as you can tell, about that. And no, like, it's I want to be I the whistleblower it. on it. You know? No, I so, can certainly appreciate it. It's just a crazy time. It's a crazy time. That's it. But I think the reason why it's come to that, like, I don't want this person to have, uh, to get my followers or this, you know, two things. Everyone's looking for like that credit, right? Everyone wants credit, and I and mm -hmm. I say like they they become obsessed with. You said this industry is all about serving others. We're in the service industry, dude. I'm like, yeah. Like, I don't care if you're a waiter, if you're a valet. Like I I understand. I believe I have a significant amount of worth in my industry. However, I'm in the service industry just like them. Like that's what it is. And mm -hmm. I'm, I need to check my ego at the door and understand that. The other part of that is, mm -hmm. I don't think people understand that you know once you're in this industry like you need social interaction coaching is a social exchange you have to be mm -hmm. social like i can understand if you don't want to go to nightclubs if you don't want to sit down at long dinners but you know guess what all you're doing is polishing your skill set of communication Social is a social, uh, coaching is a social exchange. You have to understand when you have your head down in your phone 24 seven and you're connecting with people online, there's nothing wrong with that, but you're taking time away from looking someone in the eye and making an actual yeah. connection. Here's the caveat. And here's what's important to realize. Cause I've met a lot of these social influencers. There's millions of followers that are introverts and they have, they have trouble making eye contact with me. And they have trouble communicating and being at a at a brunch table with more than four people. Mm -hmm. But there is room for them because there's a lot of people that consume information and education in a more private way. Mm -hmm. And that's really valuable. So let's not downplay their ability to plug into their phone like that. I, 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 maybe it's hurt me in the social media game. I, I, I don't. I don't, I'm, I'd rather spend my time looking at someone in the eye than looking into my phone and, and answering. So there is a place for them. But what I do encourage is the people that, and the coaches. That's why I said we need our coaches back that are the connectors, that are the icons, platform, and make a presentation and talk to people. Don't compromise that and d dive into your phone just for some followers. Mm -hmm. I know some of the top fitness professionals in our industry that have shared me about depression, um, leaving different publications and jobs because they're like, I want to be around people. I miss that. That's who I am. So it's like one of those things. I think there's been this kind of 
thought that, oh, we need to build social media. We need that. It has to be the focus because that's the answer because that means success. Because then there's a number assigned to who we are. I know some of the biggest influencers in the world that have just bought their followers because they were insecure about the amount that they had. And now they've got a million followers with a thousand likes or less. It's like, why would you do that? You're an in-person coach. Keep doing that. And we'll let the introverts dig into their phones more. Mm-hmm. No big deal. We got, like I said, there's plenty of people. But what I see happening is the coaches compromising their way of communication. And like you said, that the connection. And, 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 and that's where I think we're starting to struggle. Because I, I, I got to tell you what, like, I can sit on my phone six hours a day and really carve out that time to answer every single person back. I will be empty. Uh, what is the cost of that to the coach? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think that, that to all my peers out there, think about that. Because I'm happy to live. If I don't gain another follower, I'm happy to live with what I have because I know I'm making a difference. And by the way, I'm putting effort in to be in front of people across the globe. I mean, I'm, I've been home for four days this month. Mm-hmm. It is my choice and that is the cost of my life right now. But it allows me to coach and be in person and, and, and hug through tears with people that are coming through eating disorders or, you know, fathers that have introduced their sons to me saying, this is a good woman, a strong woman that I want you to follow. It's like, that's the stuff that I'm after. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can keep your six million. I'd rather take my quarter million and really make connection and know that, like, I've seen people... I saw a woman, I was recently hosting the, the Women's Half Marathon for Shape Magazine. And there was a woman I met about six months ago, and she was, a, uh, it was uh, for my charity event called Strong New York, and she had come, it was the first time she'd come in public without her wig on, and she was uh, pretty severe cancer. She was going through all her treatments, and she came to the marathon. She had hair, her eyebrows were grown in, and she was kind. She's like, I couldn't have gotten through cancer without you. And I think, how is this possible? How? Yeah. But it's because I sat down with her in person. I had an impactful connection. She knows that I saw her. I heard her. She was important to me. And that was enough to help her get up day after day. And sure, I responded. I checked in on her Instagram. I go, let me know if you need help. But you know what I mean? So, like, you can keep your six million. I'd rather help someone get through cancer. And that's where I know I, here I am going on a rant again, but no, it's, it's just that I don't want my coaches to give up what they do best because that's, that is the, it's, it's, it's going to, it will change their, it's going to change lives. That's going to change lives. Me hearting a comment will not. Me writing, yo, thanks for the follow. Hey, thanks. I love that song too. I don't feel connected to you at all. Yeah. I don't even remember the handle, but I can remember her name. I can remember kids she has i can remember the kind of cancer she had where and and she even felt made me feel her boob implant because she had a a double mastectomy you know what i mean i'm like we know each other we're humans that are connected that can't be undone so that's a powerful point for sure that's definitely a powerful point and it is what look man i just think we need to contribute more time to spending time around as you said people in, in trying to make a connection but you know it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's easier it's easy to say but I'm, i mean i'm just yeah. guilty i have my head in my phone and you know i'm trying to keep up with emails and run a business and run a team and make sure that everyone's doing what they're supposed to do and you have a, a, you know so many projects going on how do you make time to do that well I will tell you, it's been a, it's been a, a kind of a harsh awakening the last few months because there's only one of me, and it it, it kind of furthers my point that we have to collectively work together because the world needs all of us. Um, but really, trying to add a layer of self care and self love in. I know that sounds very like <laughs> like it's like a buzzword, but mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a big cost to the work that we do, Oof. and. There's not a lot of left. Um, it was funny. Somebody wrote me the other day, and he was, he was a guy that I dated in the past, and, and I, I think he's recently broke up and kind of knocking on the door, kind of one of those things. Right, right. <laughs> and he was kind of like, uh, uh, oh, you must not have time with how busy you are with your schedule to like date anyone. And I was like, are you kidding? There's always time. <laughs> and I feel like some people are like, like you know, uh, you because you're busy is why you're single. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, it's more like because I'm single, I'm 
I'm using my time this way. Mm -hmm. But the moment I find like a person I want to spend more time with or I'm looking at buying a home soon mm -hmm. and I want to invest more t of my time there. I'm a hobbit at heart. I want like a little, I mean, if I could live where Frodo Baggins lived, I'd be super happy. Actually, Bilbo, the under the hill thing, right. that's ideal. But, you know, then I carve out time and I start to do that. But obviously, if you take time out and put it in that slice of the pie, you have to take time away from other things. Mm -hmm. So what it really becomes, Mark, is editing those decisions. What is the most impactful? What is the most, what are the greatest brand partnerships that I can integrate and really max that and let them know I'm, I'm really spreading their mantra um, because it's aligned with mine? And, and, and what are the conversations we're having? And I got to tell you what, I, I, I'm doing, I'm doing a lot with my social media trying to insert more of my coaching into the actual, like into my Instagram, mm -hmm. allowing like real questions from real people and giving them real answers. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm doing those kinds of things, but. You know, I'm 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 pulling back. I'm finding that I, I've done the opposite, where I my head's in the phone and I'm trying to do it. I go, it's too limiting for the kind of coach I am. So I'm not going to compromise that anymore. I'd rather put energy in a great conversation like this with you, Mark, than have spent this hour, you know, trying to answer people or build my social media. Which, by the way, that number only benefits me. It's 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 a, it's a bit of an ego trip. It's just yes, I got one thousand more i got this and i gotta tell you what anytime i meet someone that has a million followers like if i could just get to two and if i meet somebody at two and change if i could just get to five million and you know what i mean it's like when does it stop so to me i'm saying i'm gonna stop and i'm gonna make quality connection and i'm gonna trust that that's gonna make the difference but it really is editing, you know, you know, you've only got a specific certain amount of time in a day and even more than time is energy. You know what I mean? Like I look at the, the, my projects like children. So like I could love kids and have five kids, but do I have enough emotional energy to be there for all of them and, and be in a relationship and, and be a, have a full-time job? It's like, okay, maybe not. Maybe I'd stop at two kids. So I got to look at if my projects are kids. And by the way, projects include social media. I want to be emotionally available and give quality because to me, that's what's going to last. And that's what people are going to remember. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. A million percent. And, and um, look, if, you know, you, every day I try to just connect with one person that I don't get a lot of time with. Last week, it was actually two, uh, two great uh, hard workers from our team and uh, they were like awesome conversations. I really started the conversation off thinking I was <laughs> helping them, but and, you know they certainly helped me. But it was a great. Oh, moment. Wow. It, was a great, it was a great time just to connect with them. And I never get time because they work so hard. They're doing you know six to ten sessions back to back, and they have their their times precious to them too. I don't assume everyone wants to talk to Mark. I try not to oh. make those assumptions. <laughs> but um, anyway, for those who don't know Jen. Um, and I don't know how you couldn't. She's, I guess, I hope you don't mind me saying this. Most, uh, most publicly, she's uh, known for being an awesome trainer and a very impactful influence on so many on the TV show The Biggest Loser. Tell us about that experience, Jen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, that happened kind of an accident. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm just a kid out of Chicago Then went to KU and got a degree in sports administration and had no idea that I would ever do television. And when I finally got on the show, and I say finally because it wasn't until they brought me in three times to audition for the show, mm -hmm. um, you know, within a stretch of six years or five years, if you can believe it. And it was the third time that I actually got on. And I, and I really think it was a level of, I mean, they were great. They're like, oh, we wish we had found you earlier, season four. And I was like, you know, I wouldn't have been ready. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I think there was something about knowing who I am and feeling secure in what I offer, and, and that kind of showed up. Um, but the experience was a very special one. Uh, I'm still learning from it. And it takes a lot. I, I think the reason I was as successful as I was, I mean, even my first season, I didn't lose a weigh-in. We didn't lose a challenge. We never lost in 10 weeks of filming. Um, and then they literally had to disband and break up my team because the other teams had almost nobody left on them. Mm. And it was like, what, you know, what's the secret? And it's like, listen, sets and reps is one thing, but 
my team knew I was invested in them. And every time they know I'm invested in them, but my investment will only be there if they invest as well. Mm-hmm. And ultimately what happens is they think they're investing in me back, but they're really investing in themselves. They're investing in their own, you know, ability to do things. And they start to see the evidence of what happens with, yes, a little bit of support from me. Sure. Like I'm steering the, the ship a little bit, but they are the wind in that sail. And they start to see what's possible. And all these things that they thought were never possible, they start to consider maybe they are now. God, I never thought I'd run a quarter mile ever in my life. Maybe I could run a half mile. And they start to live in possibility. And there's this magical thing called pride, (laughs) empowerment, (laughs) the feeling of, I did that. I showed up. I went for it. And, and, And what's cool is even if they fall short, the fact that they leapt and they went for it creates pride. Oh yeah, and I think that's why you know there's this there's this culture that I was able to create, and it's something that I mean I use working out as a as my vehicle, like you know wellness, fitness, nutrition, even my book Diet Right to Your Personality Type, uh, which by the way just went to paperback. Pretty excited about that. Awesome. But it it's literally a life guide disguised as a diet book. Because who cares if I give you the perfect diet and the perfect workout and the whatever? Like, if I can't get you to do it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, like, yeah. if I I need you to use it, and that's I think that's this, that's something that I've, I I feel very proud of that I've gotten good at. But it's also because I've made it about them and not me. This is not a dictatorship. That's also what oh, I learned in yes. If oh, I'm yes. cr- cracking the whip, you do what I say or else. Oh, that's not going to work. I mean, I think there's a small percentage of people that do respond well to that kind of coaching. Of but course. to me, it's like, oh, no way. I'd rather have, like for me, the way I was coached, I, I wanted to do it for my coach versus doing just enough to keep him off my ass. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. and again, they're doing it for me in the beginning, but ultimately they start to do it for themselves. And then I can kind of take my hands off the wheel. And I, I the, the visual I see is, you know, a parent trying to teach a child how to ride a bike, you know, and they're right. going and they're going and they're going and suddenly they're just, they got it and they don't even know how, but it's literally like they wake up one day and they got it. And it's not a linear process. Some of my people have gained some weight back, some have kept it off, some of them have gained it and dropped it again. But this is life. This is a system. This is a routine that is not, you know, easy to establish in even the, the breath of ourselves. We, we would do it over four months and, we did a great job, but that takes time. Like, you know what I mean? Like oh, I yeah. think, I think about my food transformation and my negative headspace of food and where I was with all my waking, but we took about three years to transition mentally. And I still have a hard time. I mean, even this week I was doing a big photo shoot and the guy, the guy that was videoing everything kind of came to me and he was like, you know, you're looking, um, how do I say it? You're just looking very bloated. And I, I don't know if there's anything you can do with your stomach right now. Yeah, hold on, Jen. This was, like, this was the guy on the show on the show itself? This is, no, this is like literally the last week of my life here. Oh, where okay. It wasn't on the show. Okay. I was in a photo shoot. Understood. And I was like, it really messed me up. Because I first of all, I'm like, hi, I'm healthy. I'm on my period. So there are things that I can't control. Right. Um, number two, I've said the last two years, she's a doctor that's helped me with my breathing and allowing my belly to hang and really using my diaphragm to breathe. And so when I coach and I yell, I don't have the strain on my vocal cords that I'm using the air in my body. Mm-hmm. And and even though I knew all of that information, I didn't, I, I, I restricted water. I, I barely ate the next few days because I was so in my head about it. And this is someone who teaches it. So imagine someone that's like, you know, not me that understands the difference and I can navigate through it, but it was, it's a hard time. And we've gotten to a place now, and I know I'm tangenting off loser, but like where there's a lot of comparison. And it's easy for me to compare what's Bob doing with his team versus what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Down to comparing the last cover model of the magazine I just saw versus me. It's, it's like, you just got to, you know, like literally dial in, work with you people, make sure they know that they're important and they're the priority and everything lines up. Right. And I don't, I, I just don't think people nowadays, I, I was in a relationship many years ago with a uh, girl that had a very difficult time and I had no idea, but she had a uh, hidden eating disorder. And when mm. I don't think people understand, like you have to be very careful what you say 
not to women, to people. Because it's not just oh, yeah. women. It's certainly men. And I, I see a lot of them. I live in Miami, Florida. Uh, but for many years, I lived in Miami Beach, which is a five-minute drive. And I'll tell you, the people walking around in Miami Beach, they all look like they're carved from granite. They're the fittest bodies mm. you've ever seen. Yeah. But that's an appearance. That's just appearance. Can they perform? They don't care if they can perform. They only care how they look. And I've seen men with severe eating disorders and women. So, And a lot of those are triggered oh, by some, uh, some trauma, some communications and uh, trauma from other people. And it just sends them down an mm -hmm. awful hole. So you really have to be careful how you speak to people because, you know what, some people take those things to heart. A lot do. I'm at a point as well. I used to, I did sports for a long time. I did D1 track at KU. I was a hammer thrower and gymnastics for a dozen years before that. And it's interesting because you talk about the people in Miami Beach, right? Like I, I always joke and I say that for display only, you know, mm -hmm. I can't squat what I used to and I can't snatch my 200 pounds. I'm 35 now. I don't need to be under that kind of level or system of training for performance. But I care about looking good. Like, I'm a civilian now. I always joke. I'm like, I'm just here to, like, do life, be happy. But the performance aspect has changed. I love that, like, if, if my friend is moving, that I know I can help them. Mm. You know, that I'm strong enough to help. Them. And I, I would just encourage people to enlist this idea of life performance. You know, um, I love that I have the energy to have these conversations. One of my favorite things with Biggest Loser is like my contestants would call me in happy tears because it was the first time they they had been able to play on the playground with their kids. And like Ooh, they didn't powerful. realize what they were missing because they'd never been able to do it. So it just became normal. It just became homeostasis. Like you go play in the wood trips, I'm going to sit on the bench. Ugh. And the fact that they got to participate, they must felt like the tears of joy, but like I can't believe what I've been missing. Where, where where are you right now? What what what's your what, what project are we working toward now? You say you're trying to get back to working with people. You're trying to connect with people. Your book just came out. Let's talk. Let's talk about the book for a second. To give you yeah. a start on the book. How long did it take so, you to get this book going? Oh shit, man! So it's funny. I ever had parts of that book I started writing six or seven years ago. It's not one certain system. It, it's it's you have to look at the human to know how to prescribe them what's going to work for them and their lifestyle and their personality defaults and their personality strengths. And that's where I came up with diet right for your personality type. It's because I, I don't fit what I do. I need you to do what works for you. Um, but really it just optimizes your system and gives you a very livable homeostasis. And it's been out for a year and it was a bestseller in the first week. And, and now it's going to paperback, um, uh, it should be, but whenever your podcast comes out, it'll be on paperback and you can get it from Amazon, Barnes and Noble. And it's fun because it's, it's done so well that the, the, the publisher is, is basically wanted to invest a lot of what I call gen juju, tidbits of information, little bits of coaching. It's a great community of people that are all tied into it. So Awesome. Awesome. I can't wait really to check excited. it out. Congrats. That's, that's yeah. a huge accomplishment. Writing a book is not easy. I'm going through it right now. It's very challenging. Oh, uh, uh, you know, whenever I got stuck, I would just pour a little Chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm like, I need, because you and I are very similar beasts that we process in our head. Like, I bet you're editing as you're writing. Oh, yeah. And you just got to let go, honey. You just got to let go. And I honestly wrote, I would say, 80% of my book on my iPhone. I literally just talked into the mic and I would talk, 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 and then. I would quickly edit that and make sure there's no misspellings or weird words. And that allowed me to really get it out smoothly. And I think it's also why the book in my, my voice. It's definitely Jen in your back pocket. Sweet. So what you started throwing the hammer in high school, was your dad or mom a track athlete? How did that happen? Actually, I walked on the rowing team in college. So all through high school, I did gymnastics. And then in college, I walked in the rowing team because I thought it'd be cool to try a new sport and say you had it. And I was like, cool, fun, whatever. So after a couple of years of rowing and being terrible, I was in the weight room. And this is the point where KU, all the athletes would share a weight room. And my uh, rowing coach was really good friends with the throws coach, Doug Reynolds, who's still an amazing uh, collegiate throws coach. And he goes, what? And he's like watching me lift, which is like, that's I can do that. And he, he was kind of like, incredible. And the rowing coach was like, well, she's, 
she's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm the worst on the team. And Doug was like, oh my God, I'd love to make her a hammer thrower. So Doug approaches me. I think he's not, he's like, give me two weeks. He's like, I really think you could be amazing at this. And I just, I, he believed in me so much that I was willing to be myself. I walked on the very end of my sophomore year because my clock was already going. If anybody understands collegiate timing, you could do a redshirt year, but because I'd already competed in that sophomore year with rowing, the clock was already going and so I had to go. And so uh, my first full year as a thrower was my junior year. You you continue to throw the hammer and it's going well. You mean good enough to, throw, to get a scholarship, right? My senior year, I ended up placing high enough in the Big 12 Conference um, to where I earned a scholarship for my final year. It wasn't a full, but it was great. And my last year, I mean, I was the captain of the team and I was, um, the big 12 is no joke either, by the way. It's, it's thank you for that. Yeah. I mean, it's disbanded, it's disbanded now, but it was a big deal. I mean, and the big 12, I mean, my last year, I mean, I almost won that thing and it was great because I couldn't have lost it to a better girl out of Oklahoma, but like it was throw for throw. Whoever had a hammer in their pans last was going to win. And, uh, and you know, and and I threw and I was in the lead and she threw and she won it. It was amazing. It was, it was talk about show up and compete. Right. And then I got to go to nationals, you know, um, which was really exciting. So it was a really special time, and um, and I had a really great coach. And I think part of the reason I've um, become a great coach in my life is because I've had great coaches. My my parents are great coaches. Doug, coach Reynolds, great coach. My coach in you know uh, high school, Steve Mazzarella. He was he was one of my coaches. I just I've been surrounded by great teachers. Mm-hmm. And your dad coached you growing up, or just uh, still a coach today? Well, my dad was a wrestling and football coach, and my mother was a volleyball gymnastics coach. Oh. So they, it was just part of, I think, my DNA. Um, but my mom was my uh, one of my gymnastics coaches in high school, so she was my coach for a while, which was great as well. So you have that in your blood for sure. You definitely have it. Yeah, in I life. think so. I mean, also the middle child, and just probably, you know, I, I, I'm like a, a glutton for attention. So yeah. <laughs> it's not, um, so, but yeah, I got real lucky. I always had support, um, but uh, but it was a good road because I remember Doug and I at, at the at the nationals. Like I did good, not great. I threw well, but didn't make it to finals. And almost kind of, I, I, for anybody that's a thrower that's listening, my shakeout day the day before, I was throwing just bombs, and then the day of, I just wasn't as sharp. And But we were just both crying, and Doug is not a man that cries. And he just was like, I can't believe this snot-nosed walk-on that was fighting me every step, you know, is here at Nationals. He's like, I'm just so proud of you, you know? I mean, we we worked real hard, and it was, um, but I had the right, you know, I had the right support, and it, it made all the difference. Well, uh, you know, that's the most rewarding thing for a coach to take the person from A to B and see the significant change in their performance, but personality and their confidence, that's everything to a coach. So, Oh, yeah. Congrats oh, on yeah. a great college career. Really, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. So now, how much time do you spend around... You said that you had some, some weight issues early early on, or is that correct or not correct at all? Yeah, you know what happens? Uh, well, you were a college athlete as well, Mark, or where, yeah, where did your career played, go? Uh, you, could, you played pro, Yeah, you? I played college football, okay, yeah. and then I played uh, in the NFL and then in Canada. Okay, so you got to leave college and kind of keep playing and be a part of a regiment. For for me, you know, I wasn't good enough in Hammer to take it anywhere, and it's like... I'm tra- imagine all the training, all the focus, like three practices a day, and then all the consumption of the calories to keep the muscle on, keep the weight on, and then it all ends. Mm-hmm. And I'm bartending in Chicago, and I'm eating the same way. I'm consuming the same amount of everything, alcohol, chocolate milk, Chipotle burritos. Like, I mean, if I was hungry, if I had a Chipotle burrito and I was still hungry, I would just get another one. And there was nothing <laughs> in my mind that thought that was wrong. And and yet the activity level was almost at zero. Right. You know what I mean? A lot of what kept me going as an athlete was like coach and the team. And now it's just me. And I, nobody cares if I don't show up. So I really just blew up. I mean, I remember I would smile and like you barely see my eyes. <laughs> mm. And um, and I didn't even realize it was happening. 
And I remember I needed, I just remember something, it, it hit me funny. Um, and I, 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 there's a lot of ob- obesity in my family. There's some heart disease. And I just kind of looked at my family tree and thought, I don't want to end up that way. Right. I want to, I want to be healthier. And, and the other component as well, and it's important to part out whether you're male or female, I always kind of say that, you know, it's, it's a, my, my brain's a dangerous neighborhood when I'm not moving my body. You know, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I get the insecurity. Um, I'm less patient. If I'm in a relationship, I'm less sexual. Um, I'm not as bright. My eye contact goes down. I'm not as, I'm just not as happy. Right. And I, it occurred to me that my relationships, whether they're romantic or their friendship or my family are so important to me. It's like literally what I live for. And I literally, I think it's what we're here for as a species. Like we're here to be here and connect and sometimes take care of each other. And, and, um, I just know that I would destroy these relationships if I didn't get a hold of my headspace about how I felt about myself. Mm. Um, and that was it. I was like, I need to figure this out. And I, it took about, you know, I guess I said three years, a little more to transition why I was eating, what I was eating, learning about it, nutrition. And that's, I mean, that's kind of the foundations about how I started my book. Cause I remember I was eating, everybody told me how great like Greek yogurt was and I hated it at the time. But I'm like, I have to eat it. That's what's going to make me thin. <laughs> or like, you got to work out first thing in the morning. And I'd be like, my alarm would go up. I'm like, oh, screw that. Hit the alarm. And then I'd be depressed because I couldn't do it. I'm like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? Why can't I get up? It's like, yo, bro, that's not when you want to work out, so don't do it. You talked about Gunnar Peterson earlier. I don't care what his day has been like. I don't care if he's had a full day of clients. I don't care if he's had stuff with his kids. I don't care if he partied all night. He gets up at 5 a.m. and he moves his body. That is Gunnar's system, and it works for him. That's not mine. Right. I'm more like, yo, I, I, I kind of want to go at noon. And right. <laughs> I love, I love that you're bringing this up, Jim, because a lot of people, Look, a lot of people don't have it completely figured out from Jump Street. Like, you have to get to know your system, your protocol, yeah. what works for you. Like, I get mm-hmm. up crazy early. People ask me all the time how I do that. Look, there's a lot of reasons why I get up. I'm not Rocky Balboa. I'm not Arnold. <laughs> I just have different drivers and motivations in my life. That's why yeah. it's a little bit easier for Mark Magna. But whatever your yeah. system is, find that system. It could be midnight and maybe you're happy. I don't care as long as you get oh, it in because we both know that when you move, you feel better, period. Oh, t- exactly. And this is a great kind of parallel. So I was I was at uh, – a friend of mine worked at um, DreamWorks, which um production company. Okay. And he made this beautiful campus and he modeled it almost – it's after like Stanford or Harvard. Like it's a – stunning campus and it's open 24 hours to all of the employees and that. has food provided it has ping pong tables it has game rooms he says do whatever you got to do mm-hmm. get if you work from midnight to four and that's your time that's your time if you're an eight to four great he's like i don't care but be in the space that you're most creative be in the you know what I mean? Be in the, the environment and be in the time and be, and it's like, and, and, and his, frankly, I mean, look at his production company. It thrives because mm-hmm. he allows that freedom. And I, and I offer that to everybody listening. What is, what works for you? I know that we've got, you know, it's tough, like certain jobs, like tennis to certain schedules and that's not easy. And then so find your way around that. But I mean, I mean, all your videos, Mark, when I watch you, I'm like, you're, you're, it's like, it's like three or four and you're up and you're getting to the gym, but that's the play, the piece you carve out for yourself. That's that self care. That's what, this is what I need to be marked today. And that's pretty exciting because I, I mean, and then going back to what I was talking about 30 minutes ago, right? Pride, investment of self, empowerment. I'm doing great things for myself and therefore I can be the best mark to be there for others. Exactly. I mean, and that's what, it, that's what turned it around for me. Yeah, that's powerful because, you know, there's a lot of times, sometimes I'm thinking, look, I'm up early. Maybe I, I just don't want to train early for whatever reason. It doesn't happen often, but when it happens, I say, you know what, I'm going to get it in. Here's why I get it in. Because when I get it in, I know I'm better for my clients and I know I'm better for the team. Yeah. And I know if I'm in a fog or a funk, I'm going to be less effective. So I want to get it in, you know, so... If 100%. Some, I have to, like, there's people, 
I heard that someone say this the other day, and it is, I guess you can draw the parallel, but this guy didn't want to take this course certification, call it what you want, and he went and he said, you know, I don't need to know this. Uh, I'm smarter than this person or whatever it was, but he realized someone else needed him to be there. You know what? And someone else may need you to train that day so you can have a clear mm. head to guide them to where they need to be. You should think about yeah. that. You know, give us some thought. Wow. You know? That's a little bit of inception right there. Yeah. <laughs> A million percent, and I and I heard speaking on the along the lines of how important it is to train, and um, make sure you're in a great positive place for the day. I heard another podcast that you were on. I was doing my research, and you spoke to the fact that you need to stay on point uh, when you're single or when you're in a relationship. Do you remember oh. that? It was good. It was good. It was really good. Mark Bell. Yeah. Well, because he was making fun of one of his, you know, he's got a whole pasty up there in, in Sacramento. It was this idea that why are people, when people go through a breakup, like they're in the gym and they're like getting their hair done and they're, they're like eating better, being like, I'm available. And so you get your shit together. And then yet you get in a relationship, which is what Mark's, one of his guys was saying. And it's like, he kind of let himself go. And I'm like, no way. I'm in better shape when I'm in a relationship. I'm like, I'm getting naked more. This is the uh-uh-uh. I got to keep it. I'm a scrub. I'm putting more lotion on. I'm flossing more. I'm like, I got to I gotta get it tight because I'm in it with this person. You know what I mean? I'm right. actually probably, when people meet me, I'm probably at my This, which is kind of like a good thing because then I only get tired if I start to date you. Um, <laughs> you you, you <laughs> work on it. You build. You build everything. Yeah. I, exactly. I can appreciate that, and I think most people can appreciate that. So there's a lot of uh, uh, information right there. So if you're single, you yeah. gotta get in top shape. But if you're in a relationship, you gotta stay in top shape. It's important. By the Absolutely. way, not just aesthetically. We're talking about health wise. So you can enjoy your life yeah. together. So stay in totally shape. agreed. You know, totally agreed. Being responsible for your happiness, like investing in yourself doing what you got to do to be you so you can be a great person for them and like for the rest of your life. I mean, there, there's so many things that go into it, but people, I just find they kind of get in and they, I don't want to say they give up. I don't think that's the right word. Um, but they give in and they give over. Yeah. They give over, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, that's wild. Okay. So I've, I've completely monopolized your time here, and I appreciate you letting me do it. I'm going to let you off the hook in a second because I know you got something coming up soon. Uh, I have a speed round of questions, and you can answer in one word, uh, one sentence, whatever you want. You can elaborate. There, it's all you. It's all about you. We want everyone to get to know Jen. Okay. Okay, amazing. Here we go. Favorite food? Oh, cheese and crackers. Cheese and crackers? Yeah. Oh, man. That's interesting. I never would have guessed that. All right, favorite ritual. <laughs> favorite ritual. Favorite ritual. Ooh, when it's, it's I, I like to get up early, and I, I I spend like a lot of money in a really great um, like cappuccino coffee maker. Okay. And I just I, I I make my coffee, and when Hank, my bulldog, hears me making it, he like runs down the stairs and like wiggles into like. It's just the, it's it puts the biggest smile on my face. So it's like the coffee with the Hank Wiggle becomes my favorite ritual. Nice, that's cool. Okay, next unique habit that most people won't know about that you're okay with sharing. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's because I'm a trainer or I'm like a crazy Virgo, but I count instantly. If I'm going up a flight of stairs, could be my house, could be the airport. I count every single stair. I count when I'm brushing my teeth. And I'm not counting to reach any number. I just count mindlessly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, you're a counter. It's okay. A counter. All right. Uh, favorite pastime. So it could be, you know, reading something with movement. What else? What's your favorite pastime? I really love movies. I don't know if that answers the question. Like, it's a pastime. I, I love, like, old. I love the movies that missed out. Like, I just bought Beastmaster on iTunes. That I just sat there and I'm like, oh my god, the ferrets! Oh my god, the witches with the eyes! Mm. I just love watching old movies, and ugh, it's my favorite. All right, good. We're going there. Uh, favorite movie of all time, and you can give me a comedy if you want, and then you can give me a drama. Oh God! Okay, thank you for giving me a little bit of uh, leg room here. People get upset. Uh, I want to. Ugh. Comedy wise, I just remember 
never laughing harder than I did in something about Mary. And I still, when that thing is, I still watch it when it's on. Few movies did it better than something about Mary. And, um, great movie, by the way. Great yeah, Mag- Magda, Magda, Magda was her name. She stole the show. She stole the show. <laughs> you know, it's tough. I have a traditional favorite drama, and then I have a non-traditional one. I'll do my non-traditional, Lucky Number Seven. It's oh, such a good. Is that oh, Jar- 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 okay. Josh Hartnett, right? Josh Hartnett, Bruce Willis. Is ben that Kingsley, Ben Kingsley's a monster? He was Morgan great. Freeman. Right. It's just so well written, and it's so well acted. Lucy Liu is just gorgeous, and it's like the only female. Oh, it's such a great flick. I Lucky remember seeing it during that the span of movies, Lucy Liu, she was like 40 or 42. And I was like, she right. looked incredible. And I was like, I, I can't believe she's... By the way, 42 is certainly not old. But at the time, I thought she was like 25. Well, I, she, she's literally been timeless. I mean, think about the Kill Bill movies to... Yeah. To Charlie exactly. To this. She it's might be a like, vampire. I hope vampire. I hope so. It would make me feel better. <laughs> it would make more sense. So that's our takeaway. Lucy Lou's a vampire. Favorite sports team? Oh, Chicago Bears, especially with Cutler not playing there anymore. Chicago. <laughs> hard on I Jay. can't help it. Everyone's hard on Jay. Poor guy. I mean, he's not even a bad quarterback. He just, you know, let's leave he it just, there. Let's leave I it know. There. He's not a bad quarterback. That's the thing, but. But come on, we're all athletes. Show up and compete. Yeah, I hear you. Show up I for your you. team, man. I hear you. Okay. I do. F- your favorite athlete. You can give me an all-time and then a current. I think I know where you're going with all-time if you're from Chicago. Oh, man. that's t- I know because immediately you think Michael Jordan. Right. And let me, But let me tell you why. <laughs> it's not because he was the best. He just showed me. I mean, I remember sitting on the staircase watching the three-peat happen. You know what I mean? He's like past watching um he just was one of the first people that showed me how your sport can be fun Mm -hmm. you know i did gymnastics for so long and it was always so regimented and rigid and i never enjoyed it i was under so much stress and he made it he showed me how i could be how it could be fun and as i got into college the confidence the swagger i mean i remember i would walk through mud and like step on like other like the girls towels (laughs) And dirty up their yeah. towels before I got in the ring. And I just found like a lot of confidence. And I think he really helped me see that. That's such a good point because, well, firstly, let me just say, I don't think people understand the, I don't want to say essence, but the, what Michael Jordan did for the world. Like people mm-hmm. talk about, look, Kobe Bryant was awesome. LeBron is awesome. But Michael yep. Jordan transcends sports and life in the world and he listen he was competing like he was a vicious killer but as mm-hmm. you said he was combining that with having fun so why the hell would i play people don't understand you can be a killer and have fun doing it I yeah mean, i shouldn't say it sounds funny but you know what i mean no i know what you mean no but it was important and i also it was his leadership. I thought, like, I loved his relationship with Phil Jackson. Mm-hmm. I loved the way it was represented on the court. Like, he knew he was one piece of the puzzle. He might have been one of the strongest pieces. But it really, I mean, there's so much that can be learned from that. And there was a, just a different level of play. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it was just, you know what I mean? And, and, and teams played differently then as well. I remember, like, the rivalry with the Pistons or the Knicks or the Lakers or, like, just, Oh my God! It was just—it was just—it was just nutty. It was, it was, yeah, nutty. it was a different I, time to watch basketball. I was watching something yeah. recently, and they were talking about Bird and Barkley and just oh, Malone, and I was like, Magic. "Wow, it was so awesome, so awesome, incredible." Who's your athlete uh, today? I know so many more athletes now because I've gotten so much more involved in the Olympics and the sports. Like you know, like even like think about Sean White, who's come so far in the Winter Games, and now that they're adding skateboarding for the Summer Olympics, mm-hmm. like, I think I want to do it. And you're like, that's awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's really that's really neat to me. So, like, Sean White stands out to me. I think about um, I think about the highlights of of the, there's in the last winter, the last summer games. That woman that like won her weight class, that beat a woman that hasn't lost in a decade. Like, doing what everyone said no one could do. I don't even know her name, but she stands out as one of my favorites. You know, mm. um, it's to me, it's it's funny. My past 
think somebody that's a name and my current ones are, 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 are people that created feelings more. So it's fun. I don't know if I have one. Okay, cool. That's fine. Maybe it's you. Maybe you're, you're or it's, uh, <laughs> maybe it's Gunner. He's an athlete. Gunner. I will pick Gunner. Okay. <laughs> uh, last book read. Ooh, I, um, I'm in the middle of two, but the one I just finished was Find a Way biography. And Diana Nyad is the first human being to have swam from, um, English Channel? The coast of, well, from Cuba, the Florida Keys. She's the first human ever to do it. And it took her till her fifth attempt. And gosh, her story is fascinating. She has a couple great TED Talks and she is just amazing. So, um, that book, and I have to also say The Traveler's Gift, it's changed my life as well. Awesome. Isn't The Traveler's Gift a movie? I don't think so. No, if it is, tra- I, I, no it's The Traveler's Wife. That's what it is. Oh, that's was. what you're thinking. Time yeah. Traveler's Wife. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. A Traveler's Gift. There are a bunch of really short chapters with a really great, poignant conversation. It's awesome. Cool. We'll check it out. Your favorite book of all time? Um, it would probably have to be something from Calvin and Hobbes or The Far Side. <laughs> cool. Very cool. Favorite TV show? Man. Lately, like currently, mm-hmm. Peaky Blinders. I cannot. Dude, everyone says that. I got to watch this I cannot show. Get- my, one oh of my, my clients I've trained for like 12 years, she's like, you have to watch it. I'm like, no way I'm watching the that show. Blinders. Oh, it's oh. so good. It's a Netflix show. It's unreal. Unreal, unreal. Cannot wait for more. Cillian Murphy is a god. Okay, just watch it. All right, I'll watch it. Favorite type of music? Ooh. You know what? I'm a 90s chick. I like 90s grunge from like... Uh, Nirvana? You know, yeah, like, you know, Nirvana to... Pearl Jam to STP to like Sponge to uh, you know that was good God. workout music too though that was like oh yeah all zone. of those all right mentor mentor oh gosh I've got a few um, I definitely I mean I've, I you know, my high school health teacher Steve Mazzarella uh, I have Gunnar Peterson I um I have Jack, um, and I have one of my, you know, two of my best friends, Kelsey and Emmy. They're two of the best women in the world, and they've just helped me through everything. And they've definitely been my mentors. Awesome, awesome. And obviously, my college track coach, Doug Reynolds. I can't do, I can't say this without him. But I, I think the whole point is, I've had a lot of help. <laughs> right. Yeah. No one. There's, there's no such thing as a self-made woman or man. We all get help. Okay. Jen, your number one tip to give someone in the industry, like a young coach or a young trainer? Ironically, I posted about this recently, um, but don't wait for permission. Don't wait for somebody else to validate you or to make you feel like you have something to say or a voice. you got to go for it. I've said this before, and I know you've heard me say it, Mark, but only you can do you. Mm. And I think a lot of time I've waited for Biggest Loser to be back or, you know, my book to launch or the next thing to tell me that I'm important enough to have something to say. Right. You have something to say. You are important. Don't wait. Don't ask for permission. You got to just go for it. Love it. Because the reality is, no matter how that navigates, you're going to learn something. You're going to get information. Or you're gonna fucking hit it out of the park. Nice, awesome. Favorite quote? Um, I've got two. <laughs> I'm a Star Wars junkie. Do or do not. I try. It goes along the lines of what I just said. You got to go for it. And um, this other one's really hit me. It's not who you are that's holding you back. It's who you think you're not. Ooh, powerful. Very I know. It is. It really is. <laughs> it is. Okay. This is the last one to wrap the show. And I, 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 okay. I, if you could have one message, it's attached to a plane, uh, and this plane is flying all over the world, and it could be a word or a phrase, and you want everyone to see it. This is the most important message that you've got to get out to the world. It could be one word or a phrase. Last one. Oh, I got to give it to the Beatles, man. All you need is love. Ooh. All he needs I know love. it's I know it's corny, but it's the truth. If you have love for yourself and for others, it's you can so get true. it back, and that's all we're here for, man. That's it. 
Well, that's literally it. <laughs> awesome. Well, we love it. Thank you. You're amazing. Thank you for being on the show. You're uh, a special energy, and I say that because when I spoke to you at Sorenex last year, you were just a legit, genuine, good person. And look, mm -hmm. it's it's not everyone's like that. So I appreciate you. I really and thanks for making time. I appreciate that. I couldn't tell if I if I. Um, I, I can sometimes be overbearing. No, it's terrific. <laughs> and you were just so terrific. kind with me. Terrific. So, so great. Well, we're going to miss you at Summer Strong, but I have a feeling you and I are going to see each other again very soon. No doubt. No doubt. So keep it going, and we'll be following you. And, Jen, your Instagram handle is to let everyone know? Yeah, all my social media, Instagram across the board, is just my full name, at Jen Wiederstrom. It's J-E-N-W-I-D-E-R-S-T. R O M, or you can just go to my website, teamjennifer.com. You can get all my shit on there. And you can check out Jen's book. The book is coming out soon, right? Yeah, it's already on shelves. The paper book released um, May 1st. So by the time this is out, it might be already available. A million percent. Jen, you are the best. Have a positive day, my friend. Thank you very much. You bet. Thanks, sweetheart. Okay, bye bye.